Indiana freshman Mackenzie Mbaco had a late night craving, so he tried to run for the border, but uh, he got denied, and he got his window busted, and he got arrested. He wanted Taco Bell, but Taco Bell did not want him. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us to get your best college basketball content every day of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy want to welcome in especially you everyday so glad you're here if you're not an everyday if you're just joining in because it's the beginning of college basketball season welcome you've come and we're so glad you're here come on and make this part of your everyday coming up on today's show we're continuing in our uh conference previews we are previewing all 32 division one conferences today is number 30. That's right. After today, we only got two more to do. That'll be the Mountain West on tomorrow's show, Wednesday, and then the A-10 on Friday. Today is the SWAC. But before we get to our SWAC preview, I want to give you a six-pack. We often do these, if, if you're new to the show, where we just do six quick hitters from college basketball that we want to show with you. The problem today I already drank one of them. I got my water here. So I'm actually bringing you a five pack. And number one, we start. This is the most incredible story that I've heard in a good while. And it's with Mackenzie Mbaco, the freshman at Indiana. Let me just refresh you. If you don't remember, his backstory was committed to Duke, decommitted when Flip Kyle Filipowski decided to return to school, ultimately decided between Kansas and Indiana, wound up at Indiana which is great because now we get this story. Mackenzie Mbaco was arrested in Bloomington for criminal trespass, a Class A misdemeanor, and resisting law enforcement, another Class A misdemeanor. On one hand, this is a hilarious story. This dude is being like, not not vilified for doing this. People are crowning him a hero because apparently this Taco Bell in Bloomington is like the worst and and they don't do things well. And so people are like, yeah, Mbako is standing up for the people and he's sticking it to him. He's like, okay, cool. But in all seriousness, Mackenzie, homie, what are you doing? I mean, look, I get it. I love Taco Bell. Like folks, you do not understand how much money I have spent on Taco Bell in my life. It was my guilty pleasure in college, and now it's even worse because it's less, from where I'm sitting here, it's like a mile or less that way. I could hop in my car and be there legitimately in fewer than five minutes. My wife and I will be sitting around, and it's like, do we need Taco Bell tonight? Yeah. And then you get on the app and order it. It's close enough to my house that if they forget my nachos, I'm turning around to go back and get them. Like, that's what we're talking about. But Mackenzie. Dude, it's 2.15 in the morning. Go home. These police are trying to do you a favor. These Taco Bell employees are trying to do you a favor, not because they are refusing you service. 
but because they know that if you eat Taco Bell at 2.15 in the morning, you're going to wake up feeling absolutely miserable tomorrow. So you should say you're welcome to these people for looking out for you. Moreover, and on the most serious note, you are one of the most prominent college freshman basketball players in the country. Playing at one of the historical blue bloods of our sport. But the problem is that this is now a thing. Anytime someone looks up your name, this is coming up. There's going to be McKenzie and Baco and Taco Bell memes. They should honestly sign you to an NIL thing. Every NBA franchise, when you're going through the draft process, is going to ask him about this. You just cannot make mistakes like this. It will stay with him forever. So in some ways as a joke and in some ways as a we're worried about this because you continued to resist arrest. Let me explain to you what I mean. Let me here's some of the quotes from the write-up. Quote, according to the Bloomington Police Department, on Sunday at approximately 2:15 a.m., officers responded to Taco Bell at the address on a report of a man refusing to leave the property. Upon arrival, officers were advised by Taco Bell management. They were refusing service to the man in the vehicle that allegedly cursed at them and was being rude to employees. It goes on to say elsewhere, quote, officers explained to Mbako that he needed to leave the property and he refused to do so, kept the windows closed on his vehicle. Here's my favorite part. Are you ready for this? At one point, Mbako began to drive out of the lot. Oh, good. He's going home. He gets it. Oh, no. Oh, no. But then reversed his vehicle and parked again in a parking space on Taco Bell property. Homie, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Semisonic is trying to sing you this song loud and clear, and you won't hear it. They try repeatedly for 15 minutes to get him to do it. Finally, he moves somewhere, but he still won't get out of his car, still won't roll his window down. The police have to bust it, like bust his window in to get him out, cuff him, and take him to jail. McKenzie, you cannot do this. My goodness, what a ridiculous story. I love it. Number two in our five-pack today, and I get a sip of water with it. The AP preseason first team All-America came out on Monday. It's probably not shocking to any of us, but here are the five people. Obviously, we could quibble and argue, and people will, but here are the five. Unan the one unanimous person on this list is the reigning national player of the year, Zach Eady from Purdue. Makes sense. Next, the reigning Big East player of the year, Tyler Kolek, and then Hunter Dickinson coming from Michigan to Kansas, Kyle Filipowski returning to Duke. We already mentioned that, and that's why we got the Mbako story. And then Armando Baycott rounds out this fivesome. Just one team and just five players. You hear that, Pac-12? Only five players on this list. Um, I think this is hilarious because it's Tyler Kolek and then a bunch of big dudes. So usually in basketball now we see four guards around one big. I actually want to see a team like this get out on the court and do it. Tyler Kolek brings it up. Honestly, Flip is the best candidate to be at the two. And how about Hunter Dickinson at the wing, at the three, the small forward, because he can shoot a little bit. Uh, Baycott at the four, because Zach Eady has to be your five. That is a hilarious roster, and I want to see what they could do. Let's see it in action. Third on our five-pack. There's a drink of water for this one. The preseason Bob Cousy award watch list came out on Monday. 20 players that are, are keeping an eye out 
early. And really, it, it doesn't matter because this is not a definitive, exhaustive list. Players can play their way onto it or off of it throughout the course of the season. But there are 20 players on it. I'm not going to go through and read them off to you right now. You can do that for yourself. But what I will do is give you 12 guys that I thought were snubbed off of this list. This is in no particular order, um, but I will give them to you. Uh, Michigan State. Neither of their main guards are on there. Neither A.J. Hogard nor Tyson Walker. That's a snub to me. Reese Beekman, Virginia. How was he not on here? Uh, several places where one guard was on there, and maybe the other should have been instead. For example, Tyrese Proctor at Duke is on the list, but not Jeremy Roach. That one, I like Proctor being on the list, but I feel like Roach maybe should have been too. Or what about at USC? True freshman Isaiah Collier, Collier is on the list. I get it. He's extremely talented, but Boogie Ellis is not. He should be on this list. Max Asmus at Texas is on the list. Tyrese Hunter is not. And then a couple other individual snubs. I think Tyler Perry from Kansas State should be on the list. Aiden Mahaney, St. Mary's, not on the list. Mark Sears, Alabama, not on the list. Kylan Boswell, Arizona, nope. Braden Smith, Purdue, nope. Jameer Nelson Jr., TCU, nope. I could name for you several more, but these are the 12 that stood out to me. Uh, two more on our five-pack. Number four, there's our quick drink. We learned on Monday that Merrimack and Sacred Heart are going to be leaving the NEC next year. We just talked about We just did our preview for them late last week and joining the MAC in 2024-25. Not to be confused with the MAC, this is the MAC with two A's in the middle. That's tough. Here's why. Sacred Heart projects to be the best team in the NEC this year. Merrimack just finished their four-year transition to Division I, so now they're eligible for postseason. They were the number one team in the NEC last year, regular season, and they won the tournament, but couldn't go. So do you remember who went instead? Fairleigh Dickinson. So Purdue's really mad about that happening. So anyway, great, great move for the MAC to get Sacred Heart and Merrimack. Really tough loss for NEC to lose um, two teams that are right at the top, typically, of their conference. And then the fifth on our five-pack, some sad news from the college basketball world that I you know, just want to share with you because you know, we want to talk about these kind of things as well. It's terribly sad news for the world of college basketball, um, for a family, for the, the university, uh, for Georgetown, and for the University of Tennessee communities. Head coach Tasha Butts uh, was slated, you know, right about to start her first year as head coach at Georgetown, passed away on Monday following a two-year battle with breast cancer. Um, had played for legendary coach Pat Summit at Tennessee from 2000 to 2004. The Vols were 124 and 17 in her four years there. Butts dies, 41 years old. College basketball mourns Georgetown, Tennessee, and a family. Our thoughts and prayers go out to this community as we wrap up our five-pack. Well, there's just no easy way to segue off some sad news like that, but it is time to move to our SWAC conference preview. Texas Southern has been the SWAC representative to the NCAA tournament the last three years in a row. Can they make it four? We'll talk about it in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. 
These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the qualified candidates for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, and then you just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you are hiring. After that, you can use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skill set and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and then ultimately hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Want to remind you also that Locked on College Football Kickoff Live is coming at you this Friday, 11 a.m. till noon Eastern on every Locked on College YouTube page, getting you ready for this weekend of college football action. You don't want to miss it. Here we go, folks. It's time for our SWAC conference preview ahead of the 23-24 season. Let's start with major storylines, but as always, especially with conferences that you might not be as familiar familiar with let me run down the 12 teams of this conference in alphabetical order for you alabama a&m alabama state alcorn state arkansas pine bluff bethune cookman florida a&m grambling state jackson state mississippi valley state prairie view a&m southern and the aforementioned texas southern who has been the rep excuse me representative for this conference in the NCAA tournament three years running. Let me give you my major storylines for the conference. Number one, there is no overwhelming favorite. Here's what I mean. The the SWAC has already had all its preseason poll voting and, and preseason accolades. There are 12 teams in this conference I just named for you. Eight of them received at least one first place vote in the preseason poll. Again, no overwhelming favorites. Those stats back it up. And by the way, that's not just voted on by randos or the media. It's voted on by the head coaches and the SIDs, sports information directors of the of this conference. There were 23 total votes. I don't know what happened to the 24th, but um, there you go. It's spread out uh, all sorts of ways. Now, Texas Southern got the most, the highest majority. They got 10, but that didn't even reach halfway. 10 of 23 votes. So there is not an overwhelming majority for them. Grambling State, Jackson State, Alcorn State, they all received multiple votes. Southern Prairie View, Alabama, A&M, and Arkansas Pine Bluff, all re- Arkansas Pine Bluff all received at least one. And listen, Arkansas Pine Bluff ended up 10th in the preseason poll, and here they are getting a first-place vote. No overwhelming favorite. That's storyline number one. Storyline number two, I already said it, but Texas State has won three straight conference tournament championships and here's why i emphasize that they have not won the regular season championship since 2016-17 so texas state has done this three in a row despite having not won the regular season oh and by the way they've won five of the last six conference tournament championships and seven of the last nine so they've been representing the swack in the ncaa tournament for a lot and last year 
when they went to the NCAA tournament, they won the conference tournament as an eight seed. I know there's 12 teams, but only eight of them get in. So the lowest seed in the conference tournament wins last year. That's Texas Southern. So storyline number three, while Texas State or Texas, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, has been the one. I said Texas State. I mean Texas Southern. Have I been saying Texas State? Texas Southern. I am so terribly sorry. Um, it's Alcorn State that has won the last two regular seasons, while Prairie View had won the three in a row before that. Not Texas Southern. It's Alcorn State and Prairie View that have been doing it throughout the season. So the question this year, can either of those teams that have been winning these regular season championships do it? Can they take home the conference tournament championship? Well, Alcorn State is third in the preseason Hole and Prairie View AM is six. So not out of the realm of possibility, but not the most likely scenario. Number four in our key storylines. There is a lot of new talent in the pipeline of the SWAC because they have lost a lot. Out of last year's first team, those five dudes all gone. Out of the second team, three of those five dudes are gone. Only returned two of the 10 players that were on last year's first or second team. So some new dudes are going to have to step up in a major way for the SWAT conference this year. Here's the problem with that, which is major storyline number five. And again, we already had some sad news on today's show. This is some more. But Deshaun Ruffin uh, from Jackson State transferred in from Ole Miss um, is out for the year with an ACL tear, torn ACL, and you just absolutely hate it. You hate it for anyone. But this dude transfers in from Ole Miss, a former McDonald's All-American, would have been on my first team, all-conference otherwise, with Jackson State right at the top of the conference. In fact, I was planning to push him as my player of the year for the conference. Man, I hate this news. I hate it when stuff like this happens. So here's the thing, though. You hate to go ahead and think next man up because you want to grieve that, but Chase Adams slides right back in to that role. Why do I say right back in? Because Jackson State was is already getting all five of its starters back. It's just that Ruffin was going to come in and supplant one of them, most likely Adams. But now Adams just slides back into his role, and boom, all your starters are your starters again for Jackson State. So we'll talk about what that looks like. In terms of last year, it was Alcorn State and Grambling State tied for the regular season. Again, three games uh, ahead of Jackson State for the conference championship. It was Texans, Texas Southern that won the tournament, and they got bounced by FDU in the first four last year. Uh, poor Texas, or, well, yeah, Texas Southern, but the whole conference. They're projected 30th as a conference at Ken Palm this year. They have finished, here's why that could be a big deal, though. The SWAC has finished last or next to last among conferences Every year at Ken Palm ratings, which started in 98-99. So finishing 30th instead of 31st or 32nd would be massive. Massive for the SWAC. So we'll keep our eyes on that. How does SWAC do as a conference this year? Part of the reason that's going to be difficult is Texas Southern is the highest rated team at Ken Palm preseason, 206. So no teams in this conference preseason top 200 at Ken Palm. But the, but the back end? Mississippi Valley State is dead last in the nation. They are preseason 362 at Ken Palm. And in fact, eight of these 12 schools are outside the top 300 at Ken Palm. So if they want to get the conference up to 30th, going to have to rise up 
from those ashes and we'll see what can happen for the sweat. Thankfully, here, here's some good news. No conference realignment like we have just about everywhere else. Love to see that. And only one coaching change this year. Kevin Johnson, not that Kevin Johnson, comes to Southern. He had been the head coach at Centenary way back in 99 through 2005, but most recently has been an assistant under Ron Hunter at Tulane. And so that's where he comes from. Uh, Kevin Johnson taking over at Southern. Well, folks, I initially, as I've already said, had Jackson State winning the SWAT conference, but that was before Ruffin's injury. Do I still have him there, or has another team supplanted Coach Prime's former team? I'll give you that answer coming up in just a second. Right after I let you know that this episode of Locked On College Basketball is brought to you by Prize Picks which offers weekly promotions, which can lead to big payouts for you, like Taco Tuesday. Hello, it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. On Tuesdays, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide you even more value in your selections. With the prize, pe- prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform that has that injury insurance. I love that peace of mind. It's incredible that they offer us that. And seriously, it's so easy to do prize picks. Here's here's all you got to do. You pick two or more players across any sport, and you look at the projected stat that you're given for that player. And all you got to do is pick if you think they'll get more or less than that in their upcoming game. So here's an example. NBA kicks off tonight. Austin Reeves of the Lakers. His points are set at 15 and a half. You choosing more or less? I know what this dude is capable of. I'm smashing the more and I'm not even looking back. You should too. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let me rank for you these teams in uh, how the order that I have them in, and then I'll give you my predictions for preseason awards for the SWAC. Again, we got 12 teams, and the question is, Jackson State was going to be at the top before the Ruffin injury. Are they still there? Unfortunately for me, the answer is no. I have moved Texas Southern up to the top and bumped Jackson State down just one. Again, they are getting all five of their starters back from a team that I think should be really solid, but I've got Texas Southern at the top. Number three coming in is Alcorn State, followed by Grambling State. Honestly, I see those top four as like the four most capable of winning this thing above others. But number five, Prairie View AM. I have them there pretty solidly. Six, Bethune Cookman. I'm a little bit higher on them than some others, and I'll explain why coming up in a second. Seven, Alabama AM, eight, Southern, nine, Alabama State, 10, Arkansas Pine Bluff. 11, Florida A&M, and then 12. Hate it, but got to do it. Mississippi Valley State rounds out this conference. So there is my ranking, my order of the SWAT conference this year. Would love to hear yours. All right, I want to give you my first team, all SWAC predictions ahead of this year. Number one, I've got Zion Harmon from Bethune-Cookman. Remember I told you I'd give you some more. Uh, of that. I I just think there's going to be some great things that he will be able to do this year. And uh, I'll say more about that here in just a second. 
Um, but it's part of why I have Bethune Cookman so high. Number two on the list is TJ Madlock playing for his dad at Alabama State. He was um, he's on the second team for the conference for the official vote. I've got him on the first team. I love what he does. Number three, Jeremiah Kendall at Alcorn State. Um, honestly, great contender to potentially be player of the year. Will I pick him? We'll find out. Next on my list, PJ Henry, Texas Southern. Um, this dude can be the the stir the the, uh, the straw that stirs Texas Southern's drink this year. Um, I had I think he had a game with like forty one last year, if I remember correctly. Um, has been the SWAC Conference MVP, I believe, each of the past two years in the conference tournament. Great stuff there from PJ Henry. And last on my list, it might be a little bit interesting, but is Chase Adams at Jackson State? Why? He's sliding right in where Ruffin would be. This team is built to be ready to play around a guy that was a former McDonald's All-American that is coming down from the SEC ready to go. So Chase Adams can slide right in, do a lot of the same things, a little bit shorter, but he can make this team go. So I've got him on my first team. So player of the year, which of those five guys am I going with? Give me Texas Southern's PJ Henry. No, 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 no. That's the official pick for the SWAC. I'm actually going with Bethune-Cookman's Zion Harmon. He was last year's freshman of the year, a top 100 recruit out of high school, and the only reason he hasn't been getting as much noise and buzz, in my opinion, is because of Ruffin, who, uh, again, would be right here. He'd be my player of the year. He'd be my transfer of the year, but, man, just that unfortunate injury, he's not. So watch out for Zion Harmon. If not him, I'd go with Jeremiah Kendall from Alcorn State. Newcomer of the year, again, it can't be Deshaun Ruffin, unfortunately, because he's not playing. I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson at Grambling. He's actually coming back to the swag. He's like a, a slingshot guy. No, boomerang guy. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, was at Milwaukee last year, but Alabama A&M the year before that in 21-22. And in fact, in that 21-22 season was an all-swack selection, averaged 16 points, 7.3 rebounds. So I think that Jalen Johnson comes back this year. He's at Grambling and does a phenomenal job there. Coach of the year. I'm going with Mo Williams at Jackson State. Um, this guy loses who he thought was going to be his number one player this year. In fact, probably the best player in the conference, most talented. And so my thought is, yes, he gets his, his other five starters back from last year. And not other five starters. He gets his five starters back from last year. And so, yeah. But when you have this upheaval, like, think about the be whoever you, Johnny Q, college basketball fan, think about losing the guy that's kind of far and away the most talented and best player on your roster. And then you got to reconstruct things. How do you do it? How do you win? Well, because of that, if Mo Williams can finish top two or three in this conference with Jackson state, I'm going with him for coach of the year. That said, again, he's getting some talent back, but he's still got to coach it. Still got to navigate uh, doing life without Ruffin. And then finally conference champion. I know I didn't put Jackson state. Number one, I got Texas Southern but I am actually going to go with Jackson State's experience, despite losing Ruffin, that experience they bring back, I think is what they need to win out in the regular season. But for the conference tournament, I am going with Texas Southern that I had at the top. Why? Until somebody proves to me that they can knock off Texas Southern, 
whether they're coming in as the one seed or the eight seed, they're going to do it until you prove me they can't. So that is my pick for conference tournament championship and for the fourth NCAA tournament a row in a row, the representative of the SWAC into March Madness. Can't wait to see what actually plays out with the SWAC this year. Thank you so much for making Locked On College Basketball your first listen or watch of the day, especially you everydayers. Thanks again for being here. Love getting to chat college basketball with you. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCBB. Follow me at Isaac Shade. Please make sure to subscribe to the show on audio and video formats. Smash the like button and leave your comments on your thoughts on today's show. Maybe you need some Taco Bell in your life too. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats. And until tomorrow, Andy Patton and I will be doing the Mountain West with you. But until then, peace.